you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, please sit down. Please sit down. <laughs> There's no one in the audience. That's just an audio, Chris. Who are you fooling? No one, but it sounds good. Anyway, guys, be sure to, as always, share the show with your friends and relatives. You know, sharing is caring. I mean, <laughs> if you have a family... And do you really care about them if you haven't shared the Chris Voss show? Is you gotta love the guilting and this is what we call the guilting and shaming part of the show, or some people call it ads. So we're over there on TikTok now. We're trying to get cool on TikTok. It's not working so far and probably never will, but we're we're getting a smidgen of cool. Is that like something you can buy? That's what I do when I say to the grocer or the, the bar butcher, I just give me a smidgen of beef. I don't even know what a smidgen is. I don't think anyone knows what it is, but maybe that's the whole point of it. Anyway, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Where else? The LinkedIn, the big 130,000 LinkedIn group, the newsletter on LinkedIn, and of course, follow us on TikTok and try and help us be cool. Someone slightly entertained. Thank you, Oakman, for giving us the smile there. Today, we have an amazing guest on the show, and she's the author of an amazing book. Hello, my name is Awesome. How to create brand names that stick. Wait, I thought that was my opening line at Pickup the Bars. <laughs> Alexandra Watkins is on the show with us today. She's going to be talking to us about her book, how she brands, and some of the amazing things that she does. She is the chief executive boss lady of Eat My Words. I think that was, isn't that my biography? Alexandra Watkins is a leading and outspoken authority on brand names. Her breakthrough creativity book hello my name is awesome how to create brand names that stick is considered the brand bible and was named a top 10 marketing book by inc magazine this is 2005 she and her firm have created love at first sight brand names for clients from amazon to xerox her own name hall of fame includes wendy's Baconator. Oh, I remember that. That was now I'm hungry. The Neato Robotic <laughs> Vacuum. We review a ton of those in the Chris Foss show. Great brand. Uh, and actually they're running around the house. Smitten ice cream, which I have not eaten. I'll have to try that. And Spanish language school, gringo lingo, frozen yogurt business franchise spoon me. There's jokes there, and I'm gonna leave them on the table. Mm -hmm. And the Church of Cupcakes, which is where I should be going every Sunday. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Alexandra. How are you? Thank you. I'm <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad you've heard of the Baconator. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I'm wearing most of the Baconator probably <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but uh, it was good when I used to eat that kind of food. But I, I definitely I remember it. See, that's the beauty of it. I probably it's haven't still, eaten a Baconator in like I don't know a couple of years. But hey, right. Chris, it hmm. spawn it has spawned. Son of Baconator is now a thing. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Does it have less calories or more? I think no. it has more. It's a baby. Oh, and there's also, you can get Baconator fries. Like Baconator has taken on a life of its own. I think it has its own Wikipedia page. Does it really? I think wow. it does. 
I think the Chris Voss show has its life of its own, but that's another thing. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you on. Give us a .com where people can find you on the interwebs, please. Eatmywords.com. It always sounds like you're offending someone. Like I'm, I like, I go, what is your .com? She's like, eat my words. Oh, <laughs> well, let me tell you why we're named Eat My Words. I named us Eat My Words because we started out naming things that make people fat and drunk. <laughs> Well, I, I guess that's branding. Yeah, and you can see the pink refrigerator behind me. We have a 1950s retro pink fridge, and that's where we keep our cool books. And yeah, food is fun. So there you uh, go. Yeah, you were showing me in the in the pre-show in the green room, as we call it, that you have that whole thing filled with books. Now I imagine yep. it's not turned on, but it probably does no. keep the books fresh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's been probably unplugged for a couple decades now. But yeah, yeah I've I've had it through many many lives and iterations, and it's it's had my Fiesta wear in it. It's ah. uh, traveled with me throughout the years, and I don't know if you can see this, but right here, uh -huh. I have a sofa made out of stuffed animals. Oh yeah. And that's called the Marlon Perkins 2000. You probably remember wow. Marlon Perkins. Yeah, I have a lot of fun toys. I, I'm all about toys. There you go. So what what made you ch choose the pink fridge? What what was it about that, that struck your well, fancy? Well, because my businesses eat my words, it just seemed like we needed to have a pink, like the 1950s retro pink. I love pink. And I wanted it in my office. So I, I, I coveted it from a neighbor who it belonged to him. And uh, finally warmed down and I got it. But yeah, it has a rich, a rich history. Used to belong to the San Francisco War Memorial Opera oh, Hall. And ballerinas put their carrot sticks and uh, celery sticks in there for ages, I'm sure. And now it's just home to my books. There you go. And it looks like it's a, it's a great magnet sticker thing too. Yeah, well, it's good so. for... <laughs> Yeah, the ma the the refrigerator in the house isn't magnetic, so this mm -hmm. isn't the last uh, last magnetic fridge. I'm sure of it. There you go. Now you're supposed to put the license plates on the cars, not the <laughs> refrigerator. Just, I just want to make sure you knew that. Anyway, yeah, I I always switch out my license plate, but yeah, it names it dream job. So there you go. So your book, hello, my name is Awesome, which is my pickup line at bars and clubs. I think it's my <laughs> title on Tinder, which is probably why no one sends me any messages. You came out in 2014. What got you into the business of branding and doing these other things? What's your origin story? My background is I was an advertising copywriter for a really long time. And by the way, my book did come out in 2014, but it's it's had a second edition since that ah. time. So yeah, it's it's a little more fresh <laughs> than that. Yeah, and it's uh, 2019 on the paperback. Book. No, it it started in paperback. Although the okay. publisher did experiment with hard hardcover for libraries because it's a popular library book too. Mm -hmm. But no, my background is in advertising. I was a copywriter, mm -hmm. uh, writing ads, and every once in a while, I would get thrown a bone and get to name something. And I love naming. I was good at it, but I had no idea it was a profession. So mm -hmm. when I discovered that. I switched gears and told everyone I'm just going to name things. And people said, you can't do that. And here I am living in my Barbie dream house. So guess what? I did that. You won. <laughs> you know, I like to name things too. Usually when I'm walking on public or I'm on Facebook, but usually it's four letter words that describe <laughs> my hate for something, someone doing something stupid. So that's probably not going to get paid for that. I don't think. Well, um, your, last, your last name is a four letter word. 
It is. And it's amazing how many people will use other four-letter words instead of that <laughs> one, especially people that know me privately. But that's another story. So it, it got named a top 10 branding book by Branding Journal. And it's in, like, like you mentioned, the, the paperback edition here shows the completed completely revised and updated version in the audiobook and Kindle, I think as well on Amazon. So you can order it up there, folks. So what, give us some tease out of what people are going to find inside the book. Well, you're going to, most people don't know how to create a brand name. They've never learned how to do that in school or they kind of copy trends from other people. And I always say your name shouldn't look like someone got drunk and played Scrabble, but that. <laughs> That I told you I was going to make you laugh, Chris. You, I um, love it. <laughs> a lot of people don't don't know any better, so they're just kind of following what everybody else is doing. But mm. what what you'll learn in the book is how to create a memorable name that makes you stand out, that attracts attention, attracts customers, attracts, and then of course all that turns into money, which is good. But yeah, you're going to learn how to create a name that makes people smile instead of scratch their head. What if I create a name that the title of my company is Go F Yourself? And then everybody goes, who do you work for? Go F Yourself. And they're like, wow, that's kind of rude. And I'm like, no, like seriously, that's the name of the company. I don't well, know. Like, who's on I first? Think, depending <laughs> who your audience is, I, I wouldn't say rude works really well, but naughty can work okay. And ah. one, of, one of our most notorious names is a, a nail salon in San Francisco and the Castro, which is the San Francisco's most historic gay neighborhood, and it is named Handjob. <laughs> it's a nail salon. I love it. Wow. I think there was a story I saw one time that was called Glory Hole. I think it was in England. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that, that's too... Yeah, that's too much for me. And same with a, a blowout bar named Blowjob. That's like... Is there is there one I, of yeah, those, really? I, I, probably. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, we named... Yeah, my favorite name ever for a blow-dry bar. There's a lot of things we've named multiples of, and it was a blow-dry bar, and the client wanted a name that was whimsical yet sophisticated. Okay, impossible to do, but I did it. And the name I came up with was Chateau Blow. <laughs> blow. So it's like a sophisticated blowjob or something. Yeah. Or, or from someone who's French. I don't know what all this means, of course, but uh, we'll leave it to people's imagination. So, you know, why if, being unique and having that stick out thing, like, you know, sometimes I see businesses, they do things that, that stick out. Like there's there's a donut place. What is it? Voodoo Donuts? Voodoo Donuts. In yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Voodoo it, Donuts. And not I only do they make crazy freaking donuts. You, you, you remember the name. Like, I can't yeah. remember most of the donut place's name, but I, I still remember. I've never even been there, and I remember. I haven't either, but I'll tell you, Voodoo Donut, that, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's a great example of a name who, mm. and there's always a line around the block, and that is a name that the name, the name is the soul of that business. Like, people mm. love that name. That's what, that's what started getting people to come to them, and of course, they have all their crazy, crazy, I'm sure they started the first bacon donut or Probably, and I yeah. know they have some crazy flavor combinations, but yeah, name a name can make or break your business. Like wow. one that I, the church of cupcakes you mentioned, like that, that's a name where not only does that name attract people, you know, they've used a lot of wordplay around the church. So for instance, their tagline is worshipers welcome. And now I'm going to, I want you to think about this one. Their vanilla cupcake is named the missionary. 
The missionary. But a, the missionary. Like boring, vanilla. Boring, get plain. it. The, the bit, the bit, you know, it's we're, it's a sexual, it has a sexual yeah. connotation. Oh, mission. okay. I didn't, I didn't the, get put it, those get two it. together, but I'm glad um, did. Yeah, she calls herself the church lady. So you can have a lot of fun with the name. And I think yeah. people miss that opportunity so much. They don't really, they don't, you know, they spend more time making a decision about what they're going to have for dinner than what they're going to call their company. Yeah. And, I, and, and, you know, a name does make a difference. One of my companies I started back in the day, we we were starting a mortgage company. And back then, everybody had locked down all the names for mortgage companies and banking. And so we were just having the worst time trying to find a name that had been taken. This is before the internet. Wow. <clears throat> and so finally, I came up with the one, I mean, it was just crazy how many names were taken. And so finally, I came up with the name Ace Mortgage. And I'm like a flying ace because I used to build the little planes, model planes when I was a kid and study World War II. I'm a flying ace, ace mortgage. And a couple of my friends were like, you know, Chris, you live in the state of Utah where Mormons don't gamble. And it's kind of a negative connotation. I'm like, nah, we'll put a flying ace symbol on it and it'll, it'll be fine and screw it. We'll just do it. We did it. And for 30 days, all I did was hear crap about that name. And no. oh, are, you gambling? Are, you... are you gambling with my mortgage? No, or... no, no, really? Yeah. Oh and you, you, well, Utah is a really weird place. No, I know that. Here. No, I, yeah. I have many clients in Utah. Spoon yeah. me, spoon me frozen yogurt is in Utah. And they wanted a name that was kind of edgy. Mm -hmm. And they thought that it would attract a lot of attention for being edgy. Yeah. And, but what happened is the older Mormon, really like the name because spooning spoon if with your clothes on spooning can be quite innocent but you have to be careful yeah. because spooning leads to forking as we all know <laughs> i what what is this i'm a i'm a 50 but no virgin. uh utah that surprises me though about ace like i mean well, you have to, ace you have hardware to, ace bandages yeah. and like, see that's what i thought too but you know this was 40 years ago or well 30 years ago. And there there was a little bit more different. 30 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to get away with Spoon Me. That would have been on the Yeah, no, you're right. Me. You're right. You're right. Plus, the other thing is, is if you, it, Utah is a dry state, so they don't sell a lot of booze here, and booze doesn't pop with the Mormons, but sugar is. Oh, my God, I know. So, sugar and prescription pills. So, crack cocaine is sugar here, where crack cocaine is crack cocaine other places. So, you could probably put anything on it. You could probably put a naked joseph smith on the front of a <laughs> of a thing and as long as there's sugar in that shot like we we have like we have like stores in utah that you can go to there's these little photo mat like shops that will pour you any variation of soft drink that you want like yes. you want to mix mountain dew and yeah and then rot your gut out with all that crap they yeah. have that lines around the block well one of my favorite names is a utah soda place and it's so delicious mm. That's the, that's one of the brands I'm talking yep. about. They're everywhere. Yep. It's usually a huge line. And, you know, I mean, if you go to a bar and try and get a drink, good luck. But, you know, if you go, if you go to So Delicious, you can get whatever you want. And so after 30 days of just hearing crap about the name and people giving me a bad time, I went and said, what's a good name? And I thought of Boardwalk because we're in the mortgage mm. business and uh, Monopoly. Oh, and so I love that. I found no one hadn't gotten Park Place Mortgage. Wow, nice. And that was the perfect name to take and have for the company. And so we changed it to Park Place Mortgage, and then it gave that level of prestige mm -hmm. and, you know, the element, you know, because everyone's always after board. We couldn't get Boardwalk. 
but everyone was always after uh, Park Place. And that, that ended up being a great name for about 13 years. I love it. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah, and so that's, that, a, that's why names are important. Yeah. Well, that's a good name because it's memorable. And it's memorable mm-hmm. because it's based on something familiar. We all know Park Place from Play Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out good for us in that way. What are some other things that we can tease out about you that are inside your book that you help people with? Well, one thing I teach people is how, well, I I give you an acronym in the book. It's my 12 point name evaluation test. It's Mm. called the smile and scratch test based on my philosophy A name should make you smile instead of scratch your head, smile. You're going to walk through the whole thing. It's an acronym for the five qualities that make a name. Great. It's suggestive. So it suggests something about your brand, like park place, Great. It suggests like an elevated, uh, elevated everything, right? Mm-hmm. If the M stands for memorable, again, back to Park Place. That's a fantastic name, by the way. Mm-hmm. The I, we're just going to use Park Place as an example here for sure. Sure, yeah, run with the it. The I stands for imagery. Again, like mm-hmm. we can picture that Park Place card in our head, right? We can picture. Oh, it's nice. And this helps so much because, you know, mortgage names, mortgage company names are pretty forgettable for the most part. But, but it, Anything you can do to give somebody something that helps them remember it later is is your golden. So that's where imagery really works because people remember pictures and uh-huh. images much more easily than they remember words or random letters. And then the L stands for legs, and that's when your name lends itself to a theme, as Park oh. Place does. Yeah, do you, I'm sure I don't know how much Milton Bradley let you get away with, or if, if you maybe you were flying under the radar then because it was before the internet. Yeah. But now you might not be able to get away with that. Oh, but like wow. legs with Eat My Words, the name of my firm. So like, we have a menu of services. Our blog is called The Kitchen Sink. Uh-huh. We so we we have a lot of fun with our name. And then the E stands for emotional in smile. You want your name to make an emotional connection. That's oh. really important that your name resonates with people because you you can't afford to be shy. You have to really stand out. There you go. You know, you actually have a thing on your website that I'm looking at here where people can uh, go uh, test a name according yep, to your metrics can, and stuff. Yep. They can run their name through the smile and scratch test and it will walk you through it. It will tell you what you're doing right, what you could do better. And at the end, it gives you all the results and I'll get an email. If you want any further advice from me, just hey, tell me you heard me on Chris's show and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my professional opinion as well. There you go. I just put in the Chris Voss show and it said, what a dumb name. Who the <laughs> hell is that guy? So, well, he's probably right. Well, Chris, um, you, you've already made a name for yourself. And this is the mis- you already have, right? But most, of it was, most of it was those serial killings in 70. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what was the other thing I was going to ask you about? What, what do you think about what's going on with AI? Because you do branding, you do copywriting. And, and other things, what, what do you see is going on? You know, this chat GPT is really hot. And of course, now that we're plugging this, we can put on the AI podcast with Chris Voss. Uh, yeah, plug. chat. I would just, I have this conversation daily with people. So mm-hmm. chat GPT, it's, it can be helpful. Like for me, it can be helpful. So yesterday I was trying to come up with a litter, alliterative word, positive words that started with L. To, mm-hmm. to go with the word lesson. I was naming, I was naming an AI. It seems like lately all I'm doing is naming AI products. And I'm telling you, <laughs> if the founders of AI companies, like with a lot of money, are coming to me to name their products, 
and even those that don't have a lot of money are coming to me. That's just telling you that AI is not there yet for names. So, oh. you know, I'm in fact, I, I have if anybody wants to see like the difference of names that AI comes up with versus names that a professional namer such as myself comes up with. I, I have some really good examples for a kids travel company. And just, you know, I came up with like tripopotamus, you know, like hippopotamus. Oh. And like AI isn't going to come up with that. AI isn't going to come up with, it's like a family travel game. I came up with fee-fi-fo-fam and fee-fi-fo-fun. <laughs> AI isn't going to do that. That's so, true. Like, yeah. So AI is good for things that are, you know, metaphors. Come up with, mm -hmm. I was naming a, a equipment, a gym equipment company in Switzerland. And I come up with metaphors for things that are strong. So mm -hmm. it's good for things like that. But just asking it to come up with names it's yeah you got to like really know how to work it and how to prompt it yeah we we tried that we just recently launched the uh, ai podcast with chris voss at at aichrisvoss.com uh, <laughs> uh shameless plug because we have no shame and uh, we couldn't uh, you know part of it was just getting everything it seems like it seems like they bought like every possible variation of every possible name on on uh, godaddy for ai stuff and so we were just kind of going through it going, oh my God, how hard is this going to be? And it's, it's interesting, but you know, AI couldn't come up with anything that we could use that was, uh, that was available on GoDaddy. And sometimes that uniqueness is kind of what you need. Cause it almost seems like that's kind of the way it is when you're trying to name a business nowadays, like all the simple juicy stuff is taken, right? All done. Yeah. All done. All those one word name. Don't even think about trying to get a one word name for anything. <laughs> you have to you have to be able to make up a word so for instance a word that i made up it's for a growler growlers are like beer where mm -hmm. you put beer in a like a stein a, a container drive home with drink it when you get home draft beer and i named it chuggernaut and <laughs> chuggernaut right a twist on juggernaut with chug so if you can combine two things together where you still when you hear it you know what it is you know how to spell it but yeah, I think that right now is kind of the way to go. I would say the trend is just invent a new word, but it has got to sound like a word. It can't yeah. just, it can't be cogent Tiva or schedulicity, you know, like a real mouthful or something that doesn't sound natural. Like look at Groupon. Groupon's a beautiful coin word. It's group plus coupon or yeah. Pinterest, pin your interest. Yeah. It, the, what do you think about when cars do like some of the car names are kind of stupid and they do like a play where they just kind of change a letter like instead of an s they'll use a z or something what do you think about stuff I, like that is that too well, kitschy i think or? that's late i think changing a letter is lazy or adding packing <laughs> a, a couple letters on the end you know learnia you know for a learning company sounds like Friends sounds like an injury i, I know <laughs> But I think that when cars, so the, the best car names, I believe, were the car, the muscle car names, right? Or the, you know, uh -huh. names like Stingray, right? Yeah. Or like na mm -hmm. and it, names of animals, right? Those have all been done, you know, Jaguar. One, we were naming an electric car brand not too long ago. And one of the names I came up with that was rejected by the company, past trademarking, but mm -hmm. was rejected by the company, but it was Kilowatt. And I thought like, that was a, just a really fun name. Kilowatt. There Kilowatt. is a kill in there, but yeah, I like it. That's Kilowatt. okay. <laughs> I mean, Tesla was a great name. I mean, but I mean, 
I'm sure that, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, but these names are, you know, like, just like we talked about the Baconator. I still remember what that is, even though I try and avoid it nowadays or bacon in general at my old age, but these are the names that really resonate. And so you work with clients to help them find names. I noticed one of the clients you work with is a company we've worked with to do reviews on their, on their vacuums. In fact, we have some here at the house, Neato. Yes, I named I named Nito the company. Wow, the Nito Robotic Vacuum, and the, <laughs> the you know what's funny is I've always looked at that name and I'm like, who really came up with that name? That's a great name, Nito. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. I love that name. That was one of the first projects I ever <laughs> I ever got to eat my words. And yeah, the guy then he wanted a version the Nito Bandito. I'm like, don't do that. But yeah, Nito, you know, it's, it's neat. Like Nito was, it's kind of one of those words you don't hear very often, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was, and it was neat. Like, and they needed, so the Nito Robotics is a great name because Nito is kind of fun and playful, but robotics gives it gravitas and helps justify, you know, pain, you know, you know, at the time when it first came out, it was $400. So th that's a nice balance, you know, not too mm -hmm. playful, not too serious, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So th those are the style of names that I love. There you go. There you go. It looks like you even had a, a review from Near Ale. He's been on the show with us. Oh yeah, before. Near. Yeah, I've been on Near show. I know Near. He. Uh, oh, Near blurred my book. What? Yeah, he wrote. Did he blurb it during the show? No, your oh, br okay. your brand is on a relentless fight for attention. This must-read book shows how to prepare for battle and win with the strongest name possible. Yeah. What do you think about when companies do stuff that seems to make their name and their name less long and memeish? Like, you know, Federal Express recently cut themselves down. It's been a while to FedEx because I think everyone's calling them that. The yeah. United Postal Service just uh, is, I, my understanding has changed their name to what everyone calls them. Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> what doing that. that might be a good, that might be a good business game. I don't know. I think for the most part, <laughs> it's good. Like FedEx, Federal Express became FedEx because that's what everybody was calling it. Same yeah. with beverages and more became BevMo. That's what people were calling uh. it. Here's two times it didn't work. VRBO, which is vacation rental by owner, now goes, they just started calling it VRBO. Then people were calling it Verbo. <laughs> and like, what does Verbo even mean? I hate that name. I hate, I hate that, that name too. I totally hate that name. I, I don't even know what it is. I still don't know what it is. I know it's it a home. It's home. a home trading website, yeah. and yeah. like I, one that I used to, I, I used to do home trading back in the day, and I use Home Exchange, like the perfect name. So exactly what it is, you know, yeah. didn't offend anyone. Nobody struggled with how to pronounce it. What is it? Another one that didn't work was shortening. Was Weight Watchers changed their name to WW. But WW is longer than wait. It may be shorter when you look at it, but when you yeah. say it out loud, WW ah. is longer. So and their domain name, www.ww, like it's really a mouthful. So and it sounds like a wrestling thing. Like it's <laughs> a bit of a I would be like, is a wrestling now over there, Weight Watchers? You have to wrestle for your food? That's one way to burn calories. <laughs> And and people still call it Weight Watchers. So that that was yeah. I think that was a bonehead move. And I I, yeah. I think it's probably pretty regrettable. On maybe they should went with fat people come here. <laughs> know, maybe not. There's a isn't there a isn't there a Weight Watch isn't there a exercise thing for 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of one, but yeah, what's in a name is really important. And I like how you, you say also what's important is the, is how many syllables are on it, how long it is. Yeah. Although it's better to have a long name that's memorable than a short name that's forgettable. Uh-huh. So people are obsessed with, you know, creating something short. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, there is a company, it's a billion dollar brand. It's called Rent the Runway. And it's where women can rent, you know, gowns, couture, fashion, it, just on, you know, rent it one time, return it, you know, mm-hmm. for, for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they had called and Rent the Runway is super evocative, it's exciting for women. But if they had just shortened that to RTR, RTR says nothing about the experience. Rent yeah. the Runway, it might be long, but it, same with We Buy Ugly Houses. I mean, I don't know if I would have ever presented that name, but it served them well. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I guess if you knock on the door and you're like, hey, we want to buy your house. Who are you? We buy ugly houses. What? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you said that because that reminds me of those books, the Four Dummies series. Like, yeah. I don't want to be thought of as a dummy. I, I have enough trouble like overcoming being a blonde, you know, <laughs> like all the baggage that comes with that. But who wants to label themselves as a dummy? You know, yeah, you're like, standing there at the cash register holding the book, and the <laughs> gal's looking at you at the bookstore, Barnes and Noble. She's looking at you, going, "You are a dummy, huh?" <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's hugely popular, and I think a lot of people are like, "Well, they 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 feel that the dummy thing kind of gives them that base foundational knowledge that you know, and maybe and talks maybe in a more simplistic way that you know, sometimes you read stuff and it's so complex, you know, like." algebra or calcul- calculus and you're like oh, no, that's whatever but now you can just have chat gpt explain things to you explain, mm-hmm. explain this like like i'm a fifth grader and then it will tell you algebra like your fifth grader that that's i i you know i'm still not going to do that because i hate math i mean i like no, basic no, I, I never use math in my adult yeah. life yeah i just use i just lose basic i just learned I just use basic math in my real life. I put the money in the bank account and the money goes out the <laughs> plus and minus. We know that equals zero at all times, pretty much. Welcome to life, folks. So what else have we talked about, about different services you Let's, provide? Well, and, I, I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about what, well, we can talk about services. For, so anybody mm-hmm. can work with me. Like, I will find a way, if you need a name, we will find a way to work together. I promise you that. Because mm-hmm. I'm the boss. I'm the boss lady. I make the rules. But what I was going to tell everybody is, can I just talk about some mistakes Please. That people make? Please okay, do. Let's go through Scratch really quick. So Scratch is when to scratch it off the list because it will make people scratch their head. And all of these are important. Oh. So you can't be like, well, I just have one of these. Nope, nope. Trust me. I've been doing this almost 20 years. You don't want to have any of these. If your name is spelling challenge, so if your name looks like a typo, that's an easy one. Looks like a typo, like you talked about car brands that just change a letter. Yeah, don't do that. And also, car brands have a lot of money, so maybe they could get away with it. But for the most part, if if you're starting out with a blank slate and you get to name, come up with a name, don't give yourself any disadvantages. So like, <laughs> Like your name is really easy for people to spell Chris Moss, but a lot of people have names that are hard for people. So if you think about your brand name and any issues you have with your own personal name, why Uh would you want to give yourself any of that pain? And and you don't have to, because unlike, you know, your parents chose your name for you, but you get to choose your own brand name. So you don't want to be a copycat. That's the first C in scratch. You Uh don't want to, you know, 
you don't want to sound like everybody else when you can be yourself. So, and you don't want to open yourself up to trademark infringement. There the, you go. the R in scratch stands for restrictive and that's where you get locked in. So 24 hour fitness is now not open 24 hours <laughs> everywhere. So they've kind of, their name is now restrictive. 1-800-Flowers sells way more than flowers. Dollar Tree, dollar 25. So, or the 99 cents, Dollar Tree I think is okay. Do, 99 cent store, yeah, they have stuff in there for 4.99, so. Yeah, you're like, yeah. hey, I feel ripped off. What, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, so when you're naming your company or your product or brand, look in your crystal ball and make sure that you're not going to outgrow your name or try you try to project into the future. That, and that, that was actually the original name of the show, Skinny Skinny Man with a Mic. <laughs> and uh, definitely outgrew that. So <laughs> You literally outgrew it. Yeah, I did, actually. In yeah. your words, not mine. It was, it was the Baconators. <laughs> <laughs> I got fat shamed one time. I was speaking at no, I was accused of fat shaming. I was speaking at Stanford at the grad school, and someone in the I was saying how we started out naming things that make people fat and drunk, and someone tweeted that I was fat shaming. Like seriously, Welcome like that was just kind of something funny. I say yeah. there's probably um, somebody accusing me of that too, and I'm like, I. How I am one. How can I, I if there's any shaming itself from emulation or whatever, <laughs> setting myself uh, on fire. So that the A and scratch sounds for annoying, mm. annoying names are anytime your name frustrates people. So if it's mm. spelled backwards, if it's missing some letters, <laughs> those that's, you know, if it has a number in it that anytime people are going to get a bounce back to their email, if your name is ambiguous, your name, nothing about your company should be ambiguous, especially your name. The T stands for tame. And that just means that your name is really descriptive and flat. And why, why would you want a tame flat name when you could be exciting? Mm. And then the, Oh, okay. Example of a tame name, network solutions, right? The yeah. domain registrar combines two of the most boring names in the English language into one super tame name. <laughs> it does. It really it does. does. You're like network and solutions. Like what the hell? That's about as bland as vanilla. Vanilla even has more personality. It does. Know. It does. <laughs> it does. And then the second C in Scratch stands for the curse of knowledge. And that's where something's foreign to people. Either it's a foreign word or maybe it's meaningful to the engineers at your company, but nobody else knows what it means. So you want to make sure that your target audience, you don't need to, you know, do a survey monkey, but you want to make sure people understand what you're, what this, you know, whatever name you're coming up with. So don't do, there's a company called Mazinga, it's spelled M-Z-I-N-G-A. And Mazinga is, is a word that's loosely based on the Swahili word for hive. But like, you're not going to, how would anybody know that? And you're not going to be there to explain it to people. So remember that about your name too. You're not always going to be there. And then finally, the H in scratch stands for hard to pronounce. Uh -huh. And you don't want a name that's difficult for people to pronounce. I mean, imagine being in a restaurant, French, we've all been in a re French restaurant, whatever language you butcher. I have been there and, you know, nobody wants to, no, here, here's the thing. No one wants to embarrass themselves pronouncing something wrong. 
But what's worse is when, let's say you pronounce somebody's name wrong, they don't want to, and you do it in front of them, they don't want to correct you because it's they don't want to embarrass you, especially if it's somebody like, let's say, you know, the CEO of a company pronounce your name, Chris, your name is never going to be pronounced wrong. But people call me Alexandria, they put the I in the name that I don't have an I in my name. And like, I don't want to like, there's my neighbor's been calling me Alexandria for five years. And I've just, you Seriously? know, yeah. And you never correct them. You just let her never run? corrected them. I did that with a friend one time. Her name was Stephanie and she, and, and she, I think she uses an E in the Stephanie and Steph part. And I kept putting an A Stephanie instead of Stephanie. And I felt bad. And for years she let me do it and just ignored it because she, she knew I was stupid. So no, but see, then you felt bad. She felt bad. You felt bad. I Nobody still feel bad about this. I never told her. I just, I just corrected it. But I was like, I'm an idiot. The, these are these are real important because they make all the difference. And then I think part of it is too is you've got to have a name so that if I tell you to go to my website, you can spell that name. You know, like sometimes I've looked at names for companies we've started, and. There's just certain words that you're like, yeah, most people don't know how to spell that. I mean, if you've seen Gen Z lately, most of them aren't going to college. So uh, they're not going to be able to spell those, uh, those names. And you've got to, and they've got to be able to remember it. Like you say in, in, in the thing there, they've got to be able to remember it so they can type it into the dot com. So yeah. Yeah. So you want your name to be spelled exactly like it sounds. And you're, if you can't get an exact match domain name, mm-hmm. just add a modifier word. You know, a lot of people don't know. For the first 13 years they were in business, Tesla wasn't at Tesla.com. They were at TeslaMotors.com. And Facebook until 2005 was the Facebook, Square, Square Up. You know, SlideShare is still SlideShare.net. So um, don't underestimate the value of having a different, of adding another word or, or doing something really fun. Like one of my favorites is just... Use having a domain name that's not even your doesn't have your your business name in it. So mm. one that I love is a smoked turkey company. It's called Greenberg Smoked Turkey. It's not a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, Greenberg could be spelled two different ways, but their domain name is unforgettable, and it's gobblegobble.com. It's <laughs> freaking brilliant. That wait. That was the name I was going to go with for the show. Fat guy. <laughs> all those Baconators. You know, you know, one of the names that I really hate out in the marketplace, and I'm not, I can't even remember. I was trying to type it in here and pull it up on the thing. It's it's Raducan. Raducan. Oh, oh you know my one? God. Ratu- 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 See, you Ratu- don't even remember. And you're in the you're business right. of names. No. Raducan, Radican. They have a whole commercial. Yeah, they have a with, commercial making fun uh, of their telling, name. With, with people trying to pronounce it. Yeah. And it's Rakuten, even more stupid. It's just like. No, I, I looked it up. It's like the Japanese word for something. Like people don't know that. Rakuton. I think. Rakuton. Yeah. Think yeah. So. But like, why? Why? I, I can never. Yeah. The domain was available. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It's like. I, I and, and we still can't remember what it is. We know how stupid it is, and that's how we remember it. Like I just yeah. think of it as like that dumb company that named themselves really bad. Or, and, or uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. One another one like that is Trivago, and people <laughs> think it's a good name because I've heard it a thousand, but more than a thousand times, ten thousand yeah. times, and it's because it's been drilled in our head because it bought all the advertising. But Trivago, I dissected it and I figured out it's. Trip plus vacation plus go 
They must have just like made this amalgamation, Travago. It's not a great name, right? Like yeah. it's just so. I, I, I just, I even misspelled it when I put it in the computer. I was pulling it up and uh, I put an A in it. So Travago is what I used. So yeah, that, that's the one thing I've learned. It's the other thing I've learned, you know, we used to, if we couldn't get a .com back in the day, we would buy the .net. And then it would drive me mentally insane because everyone would call me and go, Hey man, we went to your website and it's, it's a different company. And you're like, did you do the dot net part? And it's just, finally I just gave up. I'm like, if it's not a dot com, screw it. Yeah. We try really hard to get the dot com. And my preference is always, you can't get the dot com at a modifier word before you get the dot net, but dot net uh -huh. is fine. I th I, yeah. I wish that dot biz had taken off. I just thought that was a fun one. B I Z. B I Z. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of an exciting business name. Of course, you can buy it for the thing and use it. But yeah, there's there's a lot of great examples we've talked about that uh, make things work. In fact, while we were talking, you gave me an idea of a funny name for a podcast, and I was like, Hey, maybe I should rename the Chris Voss Show Fat Guy with a Mic. <laughs> and it uh, turns out there's somebody else who already has that going really? on. Yeah, somebody grabbed that fat guy with a mic. So I'll sue him now. Clearly you had it before me. What else do we want to tease out on your book and, and different things that you help companies? On my book, I have a really fun chapter called Corporate Creativity. And mm -hmm. you will learn some of the conference room names of companies that you know and love. Etsy has some of my favorite conference room names. One of my they're all, uh, some of their meeting rooms are musician food mashups. So hmm. for instance, Fleetwood Mac and Cheese or Sushi and the Banshees or Oreo oh. Speedwagon or Nine Inch Snails. Oreo Speedwagon. <laughs> Aren't those good? No, I'm And hungry. then, yeah, I think Groupon has some really irreverent ones. Like this used to be a forest. <laughs> <laughs> really long. Wow. They have really long conference room names, but you'll find out um, really fun job titles that people have and, oh. ones that they, and ones that they don't have. There's one guy that's like a master of disaster and the, the, the title that no one has this title, but I thought it would be hilarious if the CEO of McDonald's was Lord of the Fries. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Or the secret. It's sauce, good, right? People like to have yeah. fun. Yeah. The, uh, that's, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah. This, this one guy, I was doing a workshop recently and this guy on the call was, he is the father of cause marketing. So uh -huh. marketing that does good. So when he said that, I said, you're the cause father. And like he made, he made the little card. He's the cause father and he's showing, you know, it says, I'm going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. And so he has a lot of fun with that. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can have names are so much fun. People miss so many opportunities. And I'll, I'll just tell you one, one that I love is there was a, a woman, she was a publicist. Her name's Lynette Hoy. Mm -hmm. And her name's not super memorable. It said nothing about her fiery personality. So we rebranded her Fire Talker PR with the tagline hot on the press because she's oh. relentless. And oh. she calls herself the fire chief. She works in the firehouse. She has packages like controlled burn and fire starter and she has a theme song and when you have a fun name you can have a theme song that works with that so her mm. theme song is fire by the ohio players and anytime she's doing a speaking engagement she cranks that up my theme song is sugar sugar by the archies um, uh, the runner-up for me was uh, Candyman. Candyman, there you go or pink fridge gal 
I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on, Alexandra, and uh, fun to make your acquaintance. And now I know who came up with Nito. And it's a Nito name. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. So give us uh, your dot coms, uh, where you want people to find you on your interwebs and any parting thoughts you want. Go to eatmywords.com. You can test a name for free there. There's a free mini masterclass. You can take my course there. You hook up with me on LinkedIn at Alexandra Watkins. And I always have specials. Right now I'm having a half price. I'm almost always having a half price special on something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I recommend if, if you want to work, if you want to work together, you will work directly with me. You're going to not work with chat GPT or, you know, one of my sous chefs. You will work directly with me. There you go. Well, that sounds like an awesome deal. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. There you go. And thanks for tuning into my audience. Order up her book wherever fine books are sold. Hello, my name is awesome. How to create brand names that stick. And you can find that wherever fine books are sold. Stay with those alleyway bookstores, though. You might need a tetanus shot after you go into them. <laughs> Refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. If not, don't make me come to your house. No, I'm just kidding. We're not, there's not going to be violence involved, but I might, like, I don't know, drink your milk and eat some of your potato chips and then leave. Ha <laughs> ha! And I'll drink it from the carton. So <laughs> you, you, you better refer your family, friends, and show. What, we're resorting to violence now? What the hell? I woke up and chose violence this morning. YouTube.com for it says Chris Moss. LinkedIn.com for it says Chris Moss. What's the other? YouTube, Goodreads.com for it says Chris Moss. And TikTok, the TikTok Chris Moss. There's another joke that started getting crammed in there maybe that could be like a, a business name or something drinking milk from the carton or something i don't know whatever i don't know there's a joke there somewhere anyway we'll figure it out in the meantime but check in for the next show be good to each other <laughs> stay safe and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>